0: Welcome to the Did You Know podcast by Verisource, where we interview founders and executives at amazing technology companies that can help your business save time and money and grow, especially bring awareness to smarter, better, faster solutions that can transform your business. Hello, everyone. This is Victor with Verisource. Welcome to another episode of the Did You Know podcast. Today, uh, we have Omer, who is the CTO and co-founder of a company called Payum, with us today. Uh, Payem essentially is a single platform connecting procurement and finance with automation. I love automation more than anybody, uh, but uh, obviously you know, automation and procurement and finance is very difficult. And uh, so we're super happy to have you on, Omer.
1: Thank you very much, Victor. It's, uh, it's a pleasure uh, being here and thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of times we have uh, different executive, um, you know, on on the show, but uh, not often do we have CTO. So uh, I'm sure you can also give us a lot of uh, different angles and insights. But why don't you maybe give the audience a little background about yourself? And and one of the things we love hearing from founders like yourself mm-hmm. is why pay him? Like what, what was the aha moment, right? How did you go from your past experience to, you know, uh, starting pay him to solve this problem for you? Why?
1: Um, yeah. So I believe that's, a, that's a actually interesting story and in how we got to, to starting, uh, Pam maybe I'll say a few words about myself and then I'll kind of uh, deep dive into our story. Um, so I'm Omer, uh, And um, I'm basically a software engineer by training and uh, always been coding since an early age. Uh, I worked uh, previously uh, in a startup um, where I met uh, my co founder, Itamar, which is the co founder and CEO. Um, And I think uh, uh, mostly this is where pay raw raw idea started. So uh, in our previous startup, we kind of saw uh, some, uh, let's just say, issues with uh, uh, expense reimbursements uh, we were actually uh, worked with cutting edge technology at a time for expense reimbursements. There was a lot of friction within the organization and anything finance. We saw um, that there's, um, you say, a deficiency in in platforms to help startups operate. Um, Startups want to operate quickly, they want to uh, operate fast, but they still want to have controls, and sometimes the controls are not very fit to uh, the new age technology startups. Um, So the raw idea, actually, I remember this. Uh, we were driving uh, back from work in my car, Itamar and I, and we discussed this, uh, like the very raw idea of creating a, a generic uh, credit card for reimbursements. Um, that was kind of the, the first you know, idea. Um, and we believed in it and we really believed in it. And we went through with it uh, and we found the PAM um, and that was kind of the first MVP that we tried to achieve. We tried to achieve a MVP, which has a credit card, physical credit card for employees to actually automate reimbursements, just pay with the card, receive uh, a receipt, um, and basically uh, send it to the ERP, the least friction for the employee as possible. And I think that that theme has stuck with us I know today it, it uh, you know there's a term for this, or what I'm just uh, uh, referring to is basically expense management. But that was our, our raw idea, and that's where where we started. Um, but the theme of helping the employee navigate the financial operations uh, within a you know within the company is still on our mind, and we try to ease the employee as much as possible today as well. Um, so this is kind of how we started, um, and I think where we're at today is a whole different uh, uh, angle of that. Um, what we built today at Payam is, as you said in the beginning, uh, we're trying to connect procurement and finance teams together. We are an all-in-one uh, solution where you can actually uh, uh start from the requisition per, uh, um, process, which is the employee basically submits a request. It goes through the specific approval flows, which we have very customizable tree of approval flows, uh, which companies can utilize for their VF through entire procurement flows, to the payment method, to reconciliation uh, of those transactions, to the ERPs we support today, Um, Of course, it started with uh, physical and virtual cards. We now have ACH, wire, cross-border payments, um, and uh, we are going to launch uh, physical and electronic checks in the the next week.
0: Um,
1: So, yeah, that's that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, when we first... Uh, talk to you in Um, you know we ha- obviously we saw a lot of companies, even with hundreds of employees, uh, you know, big finance teams, um, they were still doing a lot of you know things manually through through spreadsheets mm-hmm. and and what we saw is a lot of companies have spent analytics tools, they have corporate cards, they have API like they have they had so many tools they were using it. And anytime you have to use three or four different tools, to manage, you know, one area, um, it becomes very challenging because you have to log into different tools and then those tools don't talk to each other. And then, you know, so we saw the challenge of that. So when we first, you know, approached you guys and saw how you saw the financial, the AP automation side of things, the corporate card, Mm -hmm. uh, we were already amazed. And then you showed us, you are like incorporating five to six different tools and functions into one which is amazing and at a fraction of the cost Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, these companies would, um, would have, right. You can potentially Mm -hmm. replace, you know, a a Brex, you can uh, potentially replace, you know, a, uh, a Concur, you can replace, you know, potentially a lot of different things. I want to kind of break it down one by one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, uh, just from the AP automation side, like what what are some of the main challenges that you see in the market with SMB and mid market today when it comes to AP automation? Why, why is it still so much spreadsheets? Why um, are our company just not familiar with these type of te- like fintech technologies out there? Um, you know, why do you think they kind of a lot of companies still kind of use that uh, spreadsheet method? And, and what are the challenges? What are the downside of doing that?
1: There are a lot of companies that are using uh, a lot of tools in that space, and then the financial space, yeah. and each tool does something very well. That's why they use it. But I believe like the the problem starts when those tools have to kind of talk to each other. And that's where I believe PAM, uh, that's what PAM does best, OK? So we can actually, you know, it's one platform. It communicates with one ERP. Um, there are no disconnections between integrations. And um, it's basically a sem- seamless um, integration for the entire processes. Um, and that's, I believe, something that's uh, that's very strong in PAM in general. Um, you were talking about the API automation tool, and what what do I think about the the market and why some still some companies still um, use just you know manual work? Correct. Have, oh, Doesn't have tools at all, but so I think the market now knows more about uh, AP automation tools. I think it's it's something that's more well known, um, but I believe that. Some of the market is still like just used to to do it manually, like do it with the bank and just file the reports themselves. Sometimes you know you have uh, accountants just do it, and you just don't want to do a big change management. It kind of depends. It, it it I don't believe it's it's a you know a non-familiar market anymore. I think more companies are aware well of that, but I believe there are tools just just don't cover what the customer actually needs. And this is, I believe, what we're trying to do uh, in Paym. So first of all, we have a uh, A-grade uh, OCR service uh, where you can pull out the invoices. Um, and going back to the point of Paym Connects basically all flows, um, that's what's great with Paym. It covers the entire flow. So you don't have to, you know. for example, there's a big thing in in, in AP automation called PO matching. So it's very easy for us to match the PO because our platform opened it. It, The procurement flow went through our platform. We integrated it into the ERP. So to do PO matching for us is very simple. Um, We have the data, we just match it to the PO and then the flow still feels seamless. Um, I think that's one of the, uh, the great things that uh, uh, we do. And that's how I believe that even in a a bit crowded space of AP automation, we uh, are standing our ground and getting some uh, market share and kind of improving the product
0: as we go. Yeah. One of the, um, you know, I think it's, it's super smart. First of all, uh, you guys are really seeing the whole supply chain of requisition all the way up to PO mm-hmm. to payment. And, You know, I think a lot of the AP automation or fintech, you know, like you said, um, tools, they don't cover the the requisition part, right? You have companies that just focus on Mm -hmm. requisition. And so how did you guys come up with this? Is it because of customer feedback or was it just you guys say, you know what, like we need to start at the beginning. We need to start you know, helping the customer from the beginning at requisition to be able to have that visibility and data connection. Like what, what made you guys think about adding that requisition piece? Because that is rare. Again, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely one of the differentiators Mm -hmm. and it makes so much sense. But what what, was Mm -hmm. it more of customer driven or was it you guys just seeing that, that supply chain issue? Um,
1: So I think this is something that I can actually, you know, say about us and now we operate as a company and, uh, you know, since since the beginning Uh, and we fully believe that uh, when we go up on calls with potential customers with prospects or even customers themselves we basically let the customer talk and when i say that i we just like ask questions we don't give them a solution i mean of course your solution give give them value some sort of value at that point but we just you know um we're trying to be like that fly on the wall and just listen. And over time, it came up it repeated, repeatedly uh, that um, that you cannot separate the flows. And that's a pain that the customers and prospects kept like saying, it, like it always like, okay, I'm, but how will it be attached to our requisition flow and our procurement flow? And, but you sold me this, but then I have to integrate um, your API automation to my POs. I have to integrate your vendor bills from your credit cards to, to my POs and to the request that uh, the employee is getting. And where does it stay, stay, uh, sync, where does it communicate with one another? Um, and this is something that we tried to do from the beginning. It's just like listen to the customers, and yes, it came specifically from customers from us, just listening to customers' pain. Um, and we we never tried to like push the solution that you know we think is right. You know, we began to talk about the fact that we started as a pure expense management. We just let the customers lead us to the right direction because you know the customer is always the center they have a lot of pains and usually the pains that are most painful are the ones they'll talk about with whoever that may listen and we wanted to be those listeners we wanted to understand what the pains are and we wanted uh, um, to solve the entire solution and we know that the vision is grand and there's a lot of work to do but this is what we're trying to do we're trying to to do the all-in-one platform uh, because of customers' feedback, and this is what we believe is kind of, you know, the future of financial operation to tools in general.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. W- one thing I heard a terminology from a partner of ours called a uh, future financial officer instead of chief financial <laughs> officer. And the future financial officer is really looking at again in the future of you know using technology like yours to really help mm-hmm. optimize right the entire finance flow. And, uh, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, um, amazing. So, uh, you know, obviously you guys, uh, if you have, cause a lot of the audience that we have are, um, you know, executives, business owners from SMB, but all the way up to mid-market, uh, procurement and, and finance management. Mm-hmm. So if you had to explain or give us the top three ROI, an ROI could be time mm-hmm. savings. ROI could be you know financial savings. Can you give us, in your mind, as a co-founder, what do you believe, based on what you hear from customers and see? What are the top three ROI? Mm-hmm. Because in this economy, mm-hmm. right, everybody's trying to understand. Okay, if I'm gonna buy something, what am I getting in return? Right? Like is it time? Is sure. it money? Like what am I, you know, improving? What's the ROI? If you had to say the top three, what would those top three ROI be? Oh Hmm.
1: Yeah, so I think today uh, actually paying fits more than it did when we founded it. Um, so what we do as a company today is we, we attack two kind of vectors. So the first of all, we give efficiency uh, for the finance and procurement team, which saves a lot of time and a lot of money. And the other one, it gives financial control over the spend, which is something that every company today faces. Like they're trying to figure out ways to reduce uh, spend to make sure that they're ready for, you know, the future with the market status right now. And this is what we do best. Like we we help companies um, catch spend before it even happens. This is due to our intake forms and our procurement uh, processes. And because of the fact that um, it's so automated and so easy to use, it's bas- it basically saves time. So it creates efficiency within the organization. Um, so I think those two vectors are the most important things that we do uh, in FAM right now. This is how we help our customers. This is how we help uh, companies, you know stand their ground in this, you know, market of these
0: days. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that. So one of the, uh, the the unique features that you guys have um, that I saw that I think is very impactful, I want to ask you about it, which is kind of the insights, mm-hmm. right? Because um, right. again, that's another automation, meaning, you know, to me, mm-hmm. you know, the reason I love automation is because a lot of times customer feels like they buy a tool and then they spend more time in, like they need to spend so much time to use the tool to get insights. Like you give them data, which is great, but they have to figure sure. out what to do with the data. And I think mm-hmm. this insights function, if you can talk through it, what is it and why is it impactful? Uh, because that goes also into the the savings side of things, right? Automatically mm-hmm. identifying potential savings or overcharges and things like that. Um, kind of walk us through uh, that concept. And I think that's one of the, biggest game changers that will continue to evolve longer term, right? The more data you have, Mm -hmm. the more machine learning and all those things, you guys get better at it. But what, what is that? What is it? And what's the overall value for that right now?
1: Yeah. So um, our insights product is something that we're very, very proud of. Um, What we've done there is we, because we have a lot of data, both, you know, transactional data that, that is coming from our, Uh, ACH and wires and cross-border payments and our cards, what we've done is we said, okay, we have so much data, let's just let the customers have um, useful insights over that data. Um, And what we've done there is to give the customer better visibility on their spend in general. And I'll talk a a little bit more about how it actually helps uh, the efficiency of the teams in a second. But We give the data back, okay? So they know how much they spend per vendor. Uh, They know how much they spend per subsidiary, per department. They know basically any data and any trend of spend per segment that they would like to see. On top of that, what we're doing is that we're pushing uh, smart insights on duplicates spend, for example. We're pushing insights on uh, increase of spend due to uh, X, Y, Z that the platform think that, for example, I uh, uh, your, your contract value for specific vendor um, increased this month by 40%. Maybe you need to check that. Maybe it's a user-based uh, um, a vendor or just, just look at the spend. Just make sure that um, nothing is wrong there and you're overspending. Um, we try to um, reduce, uh, of course, uh, duplicate vendor payments, and we actually show uh, how much spend the paying platform declined as a behalf of the customer and kind of reduced overspend uh, for vendors that, you know, this is mostly in, in credit cards where you give your card to a specific vendor and then they charge you whatever they want. Um, so, with our controls over that platform, we can actually show the specific vendors where um, we try to overcharge and block that. On top of that, on top of those uh, insights that we're pushing, is the what, what we love about the Insights tool. It doesn't only give them spend insights. We believe we are a day-to-day operational tool. And due to that fact, we want to give insights not only about spend, but how quickly the procurement team is operating, how fast do they approve requests, how much uh, uh, money did uh, they approve this month, and you can actually segment it and cut it in any way that you may want, including reimbursement and and efficiency of uh, positions and PO, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which is something that uh, I believe uh, all CFOs would uh, uh, love to see. Um, And we actually track it ourselves just to see that You know, the organization doesn't get stuck um, uh, in requisition and we can move quickly as a start.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, again, I love to that end to end, honestly, from the requisition down to, you know, the AP automation and PO uh, process. We're super. I mean, obviously, you know, we've seen you guys um, succeed with whether it's SMB, mid market or enterprise. And so it's Mm -hmm. really for you know, everyone. And uh, yeah, you know, we're excited to, to partner with you guys as we wrap up the uh, mm-hmm. conversation here, Amar. One of the last uh, questions I always love asking the guest is, you know, you, mm-hmm. you've seen a lot, you, you built different companies. If you have to give one, you know, personal or business advice that you're really passionate mm-hmm. about to the audience, what, what would that advice be that um, you care about?
1: Um, So maybe I'll give two, if you don't mind. Um, So the first one, I think I've already uh, said in a different question, but when you're starting a business, when you're building a product, listen to the customer, listen to the prospect, Uh, give them the the stage to talk. Usually the product you will eventually be selling is what they're saying right now. Uh, Don't try to push a specific solution, just you are the problem solver, they will tell you the problems and you're there to solve and help them succeed and make sure your product fits their needs. So I believe this is something that every startup uh, should, should, should should do. Um, and the second one is something that uh, uh, I'm specifically very passionate about. Um, I believe that uh, you know managing a business or founding a startup depends how you want to call it um is, is something that is that is very i don't know hard personally um and i keep remembering the people that helped me or mentored me and i believe that i myself should do the same too our fellow uh founders and this is something that i'm very passionate about
0: and uh, just
1: build the community help each other um
0: yeah i mean um if you think about startups right you have obviously the airbnb the googles and all of these companies started out as startups right in a garage somewhere Mm -hmm. and now they're impacting and changing the world uh, through technology. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's amazing about founders and startups, especially it's, it's hard to change the world. It's hard to create a technology that really makes an impact. And, um, and again, Mm -hmm. that's why I really appreciate having partners like you guys that really think on behalf of the customer, really listen, really develop your product uh, based on what customer needs. And, and again, just your entire flow Again, not only helping customer in one area, but you're helping customer in five, six, seven, and continuously growing different areas in mm-hmm. one. Uh, no, just super excited and um, you know, honored to partner with you guys. So uh, appreciate you on the show and, and look forward to uh, setting up that webinar with you. guys.
1: Thanks, Victor. Thanks for having me.
0: That was an amazing episode of the Digital Podcast with Verisource. Hope you enjoyed it and got some great insights from it. Make sure you follow us on social media for the next episode and if you want to get the best deals from the guest today, make sure to send us a message at sales@verisaurus.com.